Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk. The George Wilder Jr. Show is now on the air. All right.
great time uh, watching and listening to the speakers uh, during the uh, Democratic convention, virtual convention. It was great. I, I enjoyed a lot of them. I, I enjoyed especially Obama. I've never been a big fan of Obama, but I always thought he was a, you know, elegant speaker. Uh, Hillary Clinton, Bill Clinton, um, Elizabeth Warren, Amy Kobachar. She was great. <laughs> she was wonderful. Um, there were some others. I can't. I can't think of them right off the top of my head, but maybe I will. It. Will as the show goes on, uh, but there was some great speakers. I think it it it, it was a it is. I'm I'm saying was, but it's still going on. This is this is Thursday. This is the last day of the uh, convention, which which um, Joe Biden will give his acceptance speech of the nomination. And so far, I've watched it all three nights. I'm gonna watch it tonight once the show is over. So I can come back and give you what I think about it, <laughs> the fourth day of it, and Joe Biden's speech of him accepting the nomination to be president of the United States. Uh, it was it was breathtaking. A lot of most of the speakers, I think, did a great job, and in, including Kamala Harris. She, she did a great job. Elizabeth Warren did a great job. Hillary Clinton did a great job. You know. Uh, Stacey Abrams, she did a great job in her talk. Obviously, Donald Trump didn't like any of it. <laughs> he didn't like it. He, he was tweeting all through these speeches, especially Obama's. Actually, what Trump was trying to do, he was trying to disrupt upstage the Democratic Convention. He's going to do it tonight. He's going to be acting all crazy and wild because he himself, is not getting the attention. He wants to get the attention, worldwide attention. He's not getting it, so he's going to try and screw it up, muck it up, upstage it by tweeting all kind of crazy crap. And <laughs> I'm just wondering what will the Republican convention actually come down to? From my understanding, it's not going to be anywhere near as excellent as the Democratic uh, convention has been. He's going to try and upstage. He's going to try and outdo Obama. He's going to try and outdo Michelle Obama. He's going to try and outdo their speeches. But Trump doesn't give a damn about Americans. He doesn't care about the country. So what, is, what will he talk about? What will the people, the lunatics that's going to be talking at the Republican convention, it's going to be a lot of lunatics. Um, <laughs> uh, they're just going to be, what are they going to talk about in my estimation? Hate. They're going to be lying. They're going to be exhilarating, excruciating, excuse me, Obama, uh, uh, Michelle Obama. They're going to you know, try to make the Democratic convention look like it's it's a big, great big failure, and everybody on it are imbeciles. This is the Republican Party of Donald Trump. Their convention, I'm just going to think that it's going to be wild. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be gonna, 
uh, I'm not going to watch it. And I hope you don't watch it either, but I will hear about it. I will read some of the excerpts from it or hear something from it, but I will not sit down and give Donald Trump any of my time. And you shouldn't either. If you're not a Donald Trump, don't even waste your time on this uh, convention because it's going to be full of lies, full of crap. It will not be about you. It will not be about me. It will not be about America. It will be about Donald Trump. They will be praising and kissing Trump's ass at this RC convention. Watch it. I mean, um, just wait to hear from it. Uh, here are the excerpts, the reports, uh, the analysts. It's going to be all about Donald Trump. This is what this is going to be all about. You can say, well, the Democratic convention was all about Joe Biden. It was not. The Democratic convention is all about you, all about America. The Republican convention will be all about Donald Trump because he craves the attention. He craves the attention, and it will be all about Donald Trump. Believe me. Lies, hate, bullshit, conspiracy theories. That's all it's going to be about. Steve Bannon, from my understanding, he was scheduled to to speak at the uh, RNC convention. But he can't because he's in jail. (laughs) This has to really ripple through the Republican uh, agenda. I mean, they're going to be giving a uh, uh, talk. They're going to have all kind of talks, you know, speeches at this convention. And then one of their speakers, one of their scheduled speakers has been indicted. And from my understanding, he's in jail right now. Well, they, they were saying that he was posted some sort of $5 million bill, but they said that he's still locked up. Well, he should be because he may be a flight interest, a flight. Uh, yeah, so it's 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 going to be interesting. Uh, I would think that the Republican convention is already screwed up. There's already a black mark against it. Actually, there's several because Donald Trump has been Implicated, uh, we know this in the 2016 uh, Russia uh, meddling in in the uh, 2016 election to get him elected. We know that, but now it's it's final. It's set in stone that he is an illegitimate president, totally, and he's also uh, lost his lawyers. He they lost the case. But the federal judge says now that he must show his taxes, at least eight to ten years of taxes. So Donald Trump is going into this convention wounded. He's going into this convention very, very wounded. But he's going to try and act act as if he's not. And I agree. I um. I don't think he's going to win the election, even if he tries to cheat. Why? Because I think people are going to vote their asses off. They're going to be out there 
waiting in line. They're going to have their chairs, their phones. And they're going to wait in line. If it takes them three hours to vote, they're going to wait. They're going to sit down, mess around on their phone, waste time on their phone. People are going to vote their asses off, and they're going to vote in the millions. So whatever Donald Trump and Russia or China tries to do to interfere in the election, it's going to be Americans are going to vote in, in millions they're going to vote so much and so hard and so long that it's, it's going to outdo any kind of cheating that Trump and the Republicans are set to do. And that's what I've been telling people. Get out there and vote your asses off. If you got to sit out there for three or four hours, bring a chair, bring an umbrella, bring your phone. So you can make calls and play games and fiddle around on your phone. You know, make a plan of it. Plan how you're going to vote. But vote, whether you vote by mail, you drop it in a drop box, or you take it in in person. Vote. And vote early. Vote early. And make sure your vote is counted. If you vote Make sure it's there. Make sure they have it. Make sure that it's counted. Do not trust the post office. Because DeJoy, the postmaster general, said he's going to roll back some things. He's going to stop. He's going to stop trying to dismantle the post office. Don't believe it. He can say anything he wants to say. He's trying to stay his ass out of jail because screwing with the Postal Service is a federal offense. It's a federal offense for me to do it. It's a federal offense for you to do it. And it's a federal offense for Donald Trump and DeJoy to do it. I'm glad the Democrats fought back. I'm glad people spoke up. I'm glad people wasn't going to take this. Who the fuck do these people think they are? All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show. I'm going to, I have a clip here of the Barack Obama speech. I thought it was just eloquent and just right on time. Of course, Trump doesn't like it because he was tweeting (laughs) every minute that uh, Barack Obama was speaking, as I've said, trying to upstage him, trying to uh, distract away from it, but he failed. So, folks, here is Obama, Barack Obama, on my show. It's a clip, of course, but it's something that I felt I had to to do is to play this speech, his speech, excuse me, I can't speak, on my show. Here's Barack Obama speaking from the um, Democratic Convention the other day. Good evening, everybody. As you've seen by now, this isn't a normal convention. No, it's It's not not a normal time. It's not a normal time. So tonight I want to talk as plainly as I can about the stakes in this election. Because what we do these next 76 days will echo through generations to come. I'm in Philadelphia, where our Constitution was drafted and signed. 
It wasn't a perfect document. It allowed for the inhumanity of slavery and failed to guarantee women, and even men who didn't own property, the right to participate in the political process. But embedded in this document was a North Star that would guide future generations, a system of representative government, a democracy through which we could better realize our highest ideals. Through civil war and bitter struggles, we improved this Constitution to include the voices of those who'd once been left out. And gradually, we made this country more just and more equal and more free. The one constitutional office elected by all of the people is the presidency. So at a minimum, we should expect a president to feel a sense of responsibility for the safety and welfare of all 330 million of us, regardless of what we look like, how we worship, who we love, how much money we have, or who we voted for. But we should also expect a president to be the custodian of this democracy. We should expect that regardless of ego, ambition, or political beliefs, the president will preserve, protect, and defend the freedoms and ideals that so many Americans marched for, went to jail for, fought for, and died for. I have sat in the Oval Office with both of the men who are running for president. I never expected that my successor would embrace my vision or continue my policies. I did hope for the sake of our country, that Donald Trump might show some interest in taking the job seriously. That he might come to feel the weight of the office and discover some reverence for the democracy that had been placed in his care. But he never did. For close to four years now, he has shown no interest in putting in the work. No interest in finding common ground. No interest in using the awesome power of his office to help anyone but himself and his friends. No interest in treating the presidency as anything but one more reality show that he can use to get the attention he craves. Donald Trump hasn't grown into the job because he can't. And the consequences of that failure are severe. 170,000 Americans dead. Millions of jobs gone, while those at the top take in more than ever. Our worst impulses unleashed, our proud reputation around the world badly diminished, and our democratic institutions threatened like never before. Now, I know that in times as polarized as these, most of you have already made up your mind. But maybe you're still not sure which candidate you'll vote for or whether you'll vote at all. Maybe you're tired of the direction we're headed, but you can't see a better path yet. Or you just don't know enough about the person who wants to lead us there. So let me tell you about my friend, Joe Biden. Twelve years ago, when I began my search for a vice president, 
I didn't know I'd end up finding a brother. Joe and I come from different places, different generations, but what I quickly came to admire about Joe Biden is his resilience, born of too much struggle, his empathy, born of too much grief. Joe is a man who learned early on to treat every person he meets with respect and dignity, living by the words his parents taught him. No one's better than you, Joe, but you're better than nobody. That empathy, that decency, the belief that everybody counts, that's who Joe is. When he talks with someone who's lost her job, Joe remembers the night his father sat him down to say that he'd lost his. When Joe listens to a parent who's trying to hold it all together right now, he does it as a single dad who took the train back to Wilmington each and every night so he could tuck his kids into bed. When he meets with military families who've lost their hero, he does it as a kindred spirit, the parent of an American soldier, somebody whose faith has endured the hardest loss there is. For eight years, Joe was the last one in the room whenever I faced a big decision. He made me a better president, and he's got the character and the experience to make us a better country. And in my friend Kamala Harris, he's chosen an ideal partner who is more than prepared for the job. Someone who knows what it's like to overcome barriers and who's made a career fighting to help others live out their own American dream. Along with the experience needed to get things done, Joe and Kamala have concrete policies that will turn their vision of a better, fairer, stronger country into reality. They will get this pandemic under control like Joe did when he helped me manage H1N1 and prevent an Ebola outbreak from reaching our shores. They'll expand health care to more Americans, like Joe and I did 10 years ago, when he helped craft the Affordable Care Act and nail down the votes to make it the law. They'll rescue the economy, like Joe helped me do after the Great Recession. I asked him to manage the Recovery Act, which jump-started the longest stretch of job growth in history. And he sees this moment now not as a chance to get back to where we were, but to make long-overdue changes so that our economy actually makes life a little easier for everybody, whether it's the waitress trying to raise a kid on her own, or the shift worker always on the edge of getting laid off, or the student figuring out how to pay for next semester's classes. Joe and Kamala will restore our standing in the world. And as we've learned from this pandemic, that matters. Joe knows the world, and the world knows him. He knows that our true strength comes from setting an example that the world wants to follow. A nation that stands with democracy, not dictators. A nation that can inspire and mobilize others to overcome threats like climate change and terrorism, poverty and disease. But more than anything, what I know about Joe, what I know about Kamala, 
is that they actually care about every American and that they care deeply about this democracy. They believe that in a democracy, the right to vote is sacred, and we should be making it easier for people to cast their ballots, not harder. They believe that no one, including the president, is above the law, and that no public official, including the president, should use their office to enrich themselves or their supporters. They understand that in this democracy, the commander-in-chief does not use the men and women of our military who are willing to risk everything to protect our nation as political props to deploy against peaceful protesters on our own soil. They understand that political opponents aren't un-American just because they disagree with you. A free press isn't the enemy, but the way we hold officials accountable. That our ability to work together to solve big problems like a pandemic depend on a fidelity to facts and science and logic and not just making stuff up. None of this should be controversial. These shouldn't be Republican principles or Democratic principles. They are American principles. But at this moment, this president and those who enable him have shown they don't believe in these things. Tonight, I'm asking you to believe in Joe and Kamala's ability to lead this country out of these dark times and build it back better. But here's the thing. No single American can fix this country alone. Not even a president. Democracy was never meant to be transactional. You give me your vote, I make everything better. It requires an active and informed citizenry. So I'm also asking you to believe in your own ability to embrace your own responsibility as citizens to make sure that the basic tenets of our democracy endure. Because that's what's at stake right now. Our democracy. Look, I understand why a lot of Americans are down on government. The way the rules have been set up and abused in Congress make it easier for special interests to stop progress than to make progress. Believe me, I, I know it. I understand why a white factory worker who's seen his wages cut or his job shipped overseas might feel like the government no longer looks out for him, and why a black mom might feel like it never looked out for her at all. I understand why a new immigrant might look around this country and wonder whether there's still a place for him here, why a young person might look at politics right now, the circus of it all, the meanness and the lies and conspiracy theories and think, what is the point? Well, here's the point. This president and those in power, those who benefit from keeping things the way they are, they are counting on your cynicism. They know they can't win you over with their policies. So they're hoping to make it as hard as possible for you to vote, 
and to convince you that your vote does not matter. That is how they win. That is how they get to keep making decisions that affect your life and the lives of the people you love. That's how the economy will keep getting skewed to the wealthy and well-connected. How our health systems will let more people fall through the cracks. That's how a democracy withers, until it's no democracy at all. And we cannot let that happen. Do not let them take away your power. Do not let them take away your democracy. Make a plan right now for how you are going to get involved and vote. Do it as early as you can and tell your family and friends how they can vote too. Do what Americans have done for over two centuries when faced with even tougher times than this. All those quiet heroes who found the courage to keep marching, keep pushing in the face of hardship and injustice. Last month, we lost a giant of American democracy in John Lewis. And some years ago, I sat down with John and a few remaining leaders of the early civil rights movement. One of them told me he never imagined he'd walk into the White House and see a president who looked like his grandson. And then he told me that he had looked it up. And it turned out that on the very day that I was born, he was marching into a jail cell trying to end Jim Crow segregation in the South. What we do echoes through generations. Whatever our backgrounds, we are all the children of Americans who fought the good fight. Great-grandparents working in fire traps and sweatshops without rights or representation. Farmers losing their dreams to dust. Irish and Italians and Asians and Latinos told, go back where you come from. Jews and Catholics, Muslims and Sikhs, made to feel suspect for the way they worshipped. Black Americans chained and whipped and hanged, spit on for trying to sit at lunch counters, beaten for trying to vote. Beaten. If anyone had a right to believe that this democracy did not work and could not work, it was those Americans, our ancestors. They were on the receiving end of a democracy that had fallen short all their lives. They knew how far the daily reality of America strayed from the myth. And yet, instead of giving up, they joined together. And they said, Somehow, some way, we are going to make this work. We are going to bring those words in our founding documents to life. I have seen that same spirit rising these past few years. Folks of every age and background who packed city centers and airports and rural roads so that Families wouldn't be separated 
so that another classroom wouldn't get shot up, so that our kids won't grow up on an uninhabitable planet. Americans of all races joining together to declare, in the face of injustice and brutality at the hands of the state, that black lives matter. No more, but no less. So that no child in this country feels the continuing sting of racism. To the young people who led us this summer, telling us we need to be better, in so many ways, you are this country's dreams fulfilled. Earlier generations had to be persuaded that everyone has equal worth. For you, it's a given, a conviction. And what I want you to know is that for all its messiness and frustrations, your system of self-government can be harnessed to help you realize those convictions for all of us. You can give our democracy new meaning. You can take it to a better place. You're the missing ingredient. The ones who will decide whether or not America becomes the country that fully lives up to its creed.
my voice it is and everybody is wondering what to expect from the final night of the uh, Democratic Convention. Well, we expect Biden, Biden, Joe Biden to speak, and I'm pretty sure he's going to be just as eloquent as all the other speakers. Um, And I will have his his, uh, speech, whatever he says, in the final moments of the Democratic Convention on the air the next day. The next day. We have to defeat Donald Trump. We have to. If Donald Trump wins, it's going to be all about revenge for this guy. He's going to take it out on all of us. Oh, he's going to try. He's going to try. He wants to do that now, but he knows he can't do it right now because it has to be done after the election. But if he wins, and I I hope he don't. God, I hope he, uh, he does not. And I'm pretty sure a lot of people out there are saying the same thing. But anything can happen. But at this late date and at this late moment, the the election is two and a half months, less than two and a half months away. It's not kosher that everything is going to change. Either I think it's going to get worse for Donald Trump. It's getting worse for him because, I mean, his Former advisor Steve Bannon charged with fraud, border wall funding campaign. I'm pretty sure nothing happens without Trump knowing about it, especially in his close circle. Nothing happens. I'm pretty sure there's something because he runs it. Donald Trump is like the godfather of the White House, and everybody around him is so fucking afraid. They do whatever he wants, but when they get caught, they try to deny him. You know, I mean, uh, and that's his way of threatening, threatening. Well, uh, you go out there and you do all the dirt you want to do, and but don't say you that I told you or you heard anything from me because I didn't. I mean, sign this piece of paper here, this disclosure saying that you will not talk and give me away. Nothing uh, goes on without Donald Trump's input. Just like his lawyer said, his former lawyer, Michael Cohen, nothing goes on without him knowing about it because he wants to sign off on it. He wants to make sure that it's going to go right. And nothing has ever gone right for this guy. I mean, as I've said before, I would not be surprised if he's indicted while being president. It sounds like he could be. It sounds like he could be. There is nothing in the fucking Constitution saying that a criminal president cannot be indicted. There's nothing whatsoever in the Constitution saying that Trump cannot go to jail while he's president. Nothing. So that opens the way for Trump being indicted as a sitting president because – The shit just keep piling up on this guy. And he cannot keep on squirting out from under these things. He can't. Well, people are saying, well, he's going to jail. He's going to prison once he loses. Trump should be going to prison and jail right now at this moment. 
there's all kind of evidence, evidence, proven evidence that Russia interfered in our 2016 election that gave us Donald Trump. Donald Trump shouted over the rainbow that he did not collude, collude with Russia. And now the facts are coming out that he did collude with Russia. That's a federal offense. That's him being a traitor. That's him fawning all over Putin, as, as Sally Yates so eloquently put in her speech at the uh, Democratic Convention. He's fawning, and he does. Putin leads Trump around the neck with a dog leech. And then Trump tried to come out and, and, and uh, you know, I mean, he wants to come after the American people. Nobody likes Trump except for his stupid-ass supporters. But majority of the people in the United States wants him out of office. Majority of the people around the world wants him out of office. Nobody likes him. Trump does not work. He just sits on his ass and tweets and eats Big Macs. Then come out and, and scare the hell out of the people. He doesn't know what he's doing. He doesn't know how to be president. He doesn't know how to lead. That was something that Obama either said or he alluded to, but I'm going to say it straight out. Trump is no leader. He doesn't know the first thing about it. He's a con man. He's a thug. He's a criminal. He's a gangster. He's not a president, and he's no businessman. He made his money by his fathering, by his father, excuse me, his father giving him millions of dollars. Trump did not work his, did not work himself up from the bottom. He did, he's not a, a self-made man. He was given millions that he floundered. And the reason why I think, I actually think Trump bullied his way to the top. He bullied businessmen. He bullied People not legitimate people out there, uh, uh, corporations and people with in power. He bullied them, and they were scared of it. Trump has six bankruptcies under his belt, six, seven if you count the United States, and he's taken this country under. He know he's going down. He know he can't. Uh, he can't stay out of jail for too long. He knows it. So he's going to do everything to take America down with him. And he's doing exactly that. The man is a crook. He's a thug. He's a gangster. He's a traitor. He is no leader. He is no president. He's still out there threatening. He's threatening people. He says he's going to, if he wins, he says he's going to uh, eliminate Social Security, Medicare, and all of these things. Of course, that's what's going to happen if he wins. But he can't end Social Security without legislative action. He tries it. He tries to use his executive powers to end Social Security and Medicaid, Medicare. 
He can't. It has to go through Congress. And he doesn't like to use Congress on anything because he knows that one part of Congress, one chamber of of Congress is the House of Representatives. And he knows he's not going to get anywhere with the Democrats. So that's why he tries to bypass Congress, which is against the law. That's unconstitutional. But Trump doesn't give a damn. He doesn't care about the Constitution. He doesn't care about the American people. He doesn't care about the coronavirus and how many people died. He doesn't even care about his own brother dying. He was golfing on the day of his uh, brother's death, from what I'm hearing. Trump doesn't care about no one but himself. And he will lie to all ends to try to win re-election. Remember when he tried to delay the election? That didn't work. People cried and bitched about that, so he gave up on that. But then he went – then he uh, – him and his um, minions went after the postal, sor- postal service. That's not working too good for him. Now he's going out to uh, – that's not working too good for him. But Trump and his family, they've already voted. They've used absentee mail-in voting to vote. He's already used it, but he doesn't want us to use it. What kind of crazy stuff is that? He can vote absentee. He can vote mail-in balance, but the rest of us can't. And there's no proof that there's any fraud in mail-in voting. It's just that he doesn't want us to vote. And he's suing. He's suing states, the American people, from voting. The way he just voted. As if he's better than we are. We're peasants. So we can't vote. He's king. So yeah, he can vote because he's king. But the rest of us are just peasants. So why? So he doesn't want us to vote. This guy is crazy. All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show. I'm going to do, I thought Nancy Pelosi did a great job. In her uh, speech to America, uh, uh, the Democratic Convention, I know she did a wonderful job. You know, so we're gonna play a clip of Nancy Pelosi and her uh, speech at the Democratic Convention for Joe Biden. Here we go. And now, please welcome Speaker of the United States House of, of Representatives, my honor Nancy to bring you the Pelosi. greetings of House Democrats, the most Nancy diverse Pelosi. majority in history, more than 60% women, people of color, and LGBTQ. Our diversity is our strength. Our unity is our power. This month, as America marks the centennial of women finally women winning the right to vote, we do so with 105 women in the House, proudly. 90 are Democrats. To win the vote, women marched and fought and never gave in. We stand on their shoulders, charged with carrying forward the unfinished work of our nation advanced by heroes from Seneca Falls to Selma to Stonewall. Four years ago, when President Obama and Vice President Biden were in the White House, 
They made us proud, and their leadership made our country great. In that spirit, we come together now, not to decry the darkness, but to light a way forward for our country. That is the guiding purpose of House Democrats, fighting for the people. We have sent the Senate bills for lower health care costs, for bigger paychecks, for cleaner government, protecting John Lewis's voting rights, and enacting George Floyd Justice and Policing Act. We have sent the Senate bills to protect our dreamers, LGBTQ equality, prevent gun violence, and to preserve our planet for future generations, and even more. All of this is possible for America. Who is standing in the way? Mitch McConnell and Donald Trump. Our nation faces the worst health and economic catastrophe in our history. More than 5 million Americans are infected by the coronavirus. Over 170,000 have died. The science-based action in the HEROES Act we enacted three months ago is essential to safeguard lives, livelihood, and the life of our democracy. And who is standing in the way? Mitch McConnell and Donald Trump. Instead of crushing the virus, they're trying to crush the Affordable Care Act and its pre-existing conditions benefit. As Speaker of the House, I've, been, I've seen firsthand Donald Trump's disrespect for facts, for working families, and for women in particular. Disrespect written into his policies toward our health and our rights, not just his conduct. But we know what he doesn't, that when women succeed, America succeeds. And so we are unleashing the power of women to take our rightful place in our national life by championing a woman's right to choose and defending Roe v. Wade, securing safe and affordable child care, preserving Social Security and passing equal pay for equal work. Who's standing in the way? Mitch McConnell and Donald Trump. So here is our answer. We will remember in November when we will elect Joe Biden president whose heart is full of love for America and rid the country of Trump's heartless disregard for America's goodness. Joe Biden's faith in God gives him the courage to lead. Joe Biden's love gives him the strength to persevere. Joe Biden is the president we need right now, battle-tested, forward-looking, honest, and authentic. He has never forgotten who he is fighting for. And Kamala Harris is the vice president we need right now, committed to our Constitution, brilliant in defending it, and a witness to the women of this nation that our voices will be heard. Our mission is to fight for a future equal to the ideals of our founders, our hopes for our children, and the sacrifices of our veterans, our brave men and women in uniform, and their families. We'll increase our majority in the House. We will win a Democratic majority in the Senate. We will elect exactly. Kamala Harris vice president. Exactly. And we will elect Joe Biden president of the United States of America. We sure will. God bless you. And God thank bless you, Nancy. America. Nancy uh, Pelosi, that's a Hey, clip. NBC News viewers, <laughs> thanks for checking Robert out Jr. our YouTube channel. Thank Subscribe you. Subscribe by you clicking so on that button okay. down here what do and click on uh, any of the videos over here the final to watch the latest the interviews, Democratic show highlights, and I digital exclusives. Really, Thanks for watching. Really, really, really uh, fireworks. Joe Biden is going to speak. I'm hearing there's going to be a party um, afterwards, and Joe Biden will make the speech he's hoped to give for decades. And the people 
who ran against him will explain their support. Ran against him. And the thing about the Republicans, more Republicans are turning towards Joe Biden for president. They're saying to hell with Trump. He's unfit to be president. He's crazy. He's a loon. They are turning I, – I, uh, the Lincoln Project, if you ever seen it or, or seen some of the videos that they put out against Donald Trump, these people are all Republicans. I mean, when you listen to Donald Trump, it's always the Democrats. It's the Democrats. It's, it's not. It's the Republicans who are also against you, more so than Democrats. It's a slew of Republicans who are going to vote for Joe Biden. They said it. I mean, they're they're all over the place in videos saying that they're going to vote for Joe Biden. These are Republicans. You know what Trump are calling them? Well, I don't know anything about these Republicans. Maybe they're fake Republicans. They could be Democrats pretending to be Republicans. He has an excuse for every fucking thing. The man is crazy. The man is unfit. The man is an illegitimate president. So, folks, stop being afraid to come out and talk about this. Let your voices be heard. Do not be afraid of an illegitimate president. It's been established. The His election in 2016 should have been annulled, but I, I'm assuming they didn't have enough proof. But now they have the proof. Trump is an illegitimate president. Go ahead and say he's an asshole. Go ahead and say he's unfit. Go ahead and say you're going to vote against him because he doesn't have your interest in his heart. He has no heart. And that's the truth. Trump has no fucking heart. But it's okay to stand up for your country. It's okay to say what's on your mind. He is an illegitimate president. If you don't believe me, Google it. If you don't believe me, check out some of the findings that has recently been in the news. The investigations of the 2016 election. And this is a Republican find, finding. This is a Senate panel that's saying Donald Trump colluded with Russia. Donald Trump colluded with Putin. Donald Trump colluded with Russia, Putin, and they helped him win the presidency in 2016. That makes him an illegitimate president because you, me, and the rest of the rest of the Americans, we did not do this. We did not a lot of people say, well, people didn't vote. That's why Trump's in there. No, people did vote. People voted for Hillary Clinton. She had over 3 million votes. This guy only had 270, and he won with 270 because of the Electoral College. Trump is an illegitimate president. Never, never stop believing that.
you don't have to you don't worry about getting fired from your job because you called him an asshole. Call him an asshole. Go on his Twitter feed and lay him out and rip him a new asshole on his Twitter. He's an illegitimate president. However, if this illegitimate president wins in November, he's coming after all of us. But that is, there is so much damage he can do. So, vote your heart out on November 3rd. Put him in prison. That's where he belongs. Hang him. Because that's what he's going to do to us if he wins. This man is unfit. He should be indicted right now. Because there's nothing, as I've said, there's nothing in the Constitution that's saying a criminal president cannot be indicted. I don't know about this bullshit that, that, that's on the books in the DL, old DOJ uh, department. I don't know anything about that. That's a Republican thing that's keeping him in office. Donald Trump should go straight to jail, and everybody who's enabling him should go. And that means Mitch McConnell, Lindsey Graham, and all of them assholes in the Senate who are refusing to help Americans through this tough time. Refusing to help Americans who are suffering through no fault of their own. They're just not helping Americans because they just are a bunch of evil fucks. That's all it is. They're trying to say, well, we're not going to give people $600, uh, extra $600 on their unemployment check because we don't want people sitting at home. That's the laziest argument they can muster up. The real reason why they don't want to give you $600 on your unemployment check because they're just evil. They don't care. They don't care about Americans. When these politicians in office... It's their job to care. That's why we elect them. We elect them to take care of us, to protect us. They don't. They're trying to hide behind Donald Trump's skirts. And it's going to cost him in November. So if you vote, folks, vote Democratic up, straight up and down the ticket. We'll get them all out. Vote Democrat straight up and down the ticket. We will get them all out of there. <laughs> and we will. We will. We have to change this country for the best. Right now, we are in a mess. But we're going to change this country. Me, you, and everybody else out there. When you go to the polls, make sure you grab everybody you know. If you don't trust the post office, there are drop boxes around the country. That's what Trump that is what Trump and his enablers are trying to do. They're trying they're suing the states who have drop boxes. That means that they don't want you dropping your mail in a drop box. They've which is going to get to the board of elections a lot faster. They want you to put it in the mailbox where it, it's going to be slowed down or it may not make it. That's ridiculous. But that's what we have. So I'm going to say this again, vote, 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 vote 
stand in line. Uh, when you go out to vote, uh, make sure if you're going to go to the polling places, make sure you take a chair with you, uh, have your phone with you, you know, uh, uh, and be prepared to wait hours. It's a sacrifice that must be sacrificed. We have to get this man up out of uh, up out of office, up out of our uh, White House. Nancy Pelosi said if he doesn't, he's going to leave. Nancy says he's leaving if Trump doesn't want to leave or he's contemplating on not leaving it when he loses. Oh, he will go. Nancy said he will go. Yeah, he's going to go. But if he doesn't, I'm counting on that the guy is not going to go. I hope he doesn't go. I hope if he loses, I hope he doesn't go. I hope that the uh, Capitol Police the Secret Service and the Washington police drag his ass out to the curve. And I hope the cameras are on him so the world can see. So the world can see that this man is not above the law. He's goofy. He's crazy. He's unfit. And uh, we have to uh, uh, get rid of him because we need to do, we need to fumigate the White House. Uh, I'm pretty sure he has stunk it up really, really good. We need to fumigate it. Get the fumigators in the White House because this jackass done, done messed it all up. Done screwed it up. Screwed it all up. All right, folks. Uh, the George Wilder Jr. show is just about off the air. We're getting off a little early because I have to make an errand or something and nobody can do it but me. <laughs> so thanks for listening. Uh, vote your heart out. Uh, vote Democratic straight up and down the ticket and so we can see Donald Trump go to jail. So we can see him in a prison suit and we can take this country back and undo a lot of the damage that he has done to America. All right. Bye-bye, everybody, and see you on Facebook or Instagram.
from the mighty and the mighty from the small. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.